But yeah, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Living. You're joining Vic. And Jasmine. And we've got a special guest in the building, a very, very, very special guest in the building. <laughs> we have B. Hi. Introduce yourself, girl. Hi. Um, yeah, Vicky calls me B, Victoria. She <laughs> <laughs> calls me B, but my name's Bolan Le Tajideen. Um, what I, would you like us to call you? Do you mind B? I don't mind B. I feel like in if my article, friends, I actually said B. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But... I guess we're friends. Mm. But if you don't know me, please call me Bolanle. <laughs> she said please as well. Um, I am the founder of Black Blossoms, which highlights black, black women and black non-binary people in mm. the visual arts. And I am an art lecturer. I actually received my certificate. Art oh lecturer. Uh, uh, yes. So oh my I, God. I graduate yes. next year from that. But I wow. received my results this week. And I have been teaching a course at the Tate called Art in the Age of Black Girl Magic. Incredible. That's amazing. And I'm just like an all-round creative. Oh, that's amazing. You are absolutely phenomenal. Oh, and I'm a mum. Yeah. Big up my little baby girl star. Big up the moms in the building. Big up the single moms. And your daughter's gorgeous. Oh, thank Every time you post, I want to cry. She's so cute. How old is she? She's 10. Oh my God. Mm. She's nearly going to secondary school. Girl, you look good. In it? Thank you. In it, it's rude. <laughs> I thought you was going to say she's one or two or something. Um, no, she's 10. Um, She is going to secondary school. We have been put in secondary school visit. Well, mm. put in, I've been like, oh, yeah, put in secondary mm. school visits into like my schedule and oh it's been gosh. like crazy busy and... It's actually, I cried the first secondary Aww. school we visited. Like, I was in... Because it's really happening. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, it was so funny because I think I visited the first secondary school a couple of days after um, someone tweeted about a secondary school, like, mm. dis- being discriminating, mm. discriminating against oh, the black yeah. girls with the hair extensions. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, um... I remember like going through policies then of all the schools that we're applying for or I'm thinking about applying for because I don't want to be in a situation where my daughter is facing like mm. racism or discrimination, especially because yeah. of her natural hair. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Her natural, something like grows on her scalp. Yeah. And I think oh, a lot of the time as well, like we kind of take it for granted. We're just like, oh yeah, it's just about Ofsted reports and all of that stuff. But we don't actually think what about the actual policies? Exactly. Like, are the policies discriminatory? Mm. We we hardly ever take that in. So. Yeah. It's so true. And I think it's just an extra thing for black women or black parents mm. to have to do. You mm. know, white parents don't have to look at that. They don't have exactly. to look at that. No. Uh, you know. They'll say, oh, I can't believe she has to wear a skirt that's lower than her knees. Mm. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, like, I remember I saw this one article where this little white kid had a mohawk and they sent him home. And I was like, but do you understand that little black girls who have braids, do you know how long it takes to do braids yeah. and how expensive it is? Mm-hmm. You do braids and then you come into school. This is a protective hairstyle as well. Yeah. And then they say, no, sorry, um, it's not it's not Biden bar rules. Mm. It is, it's it, rude. It's wild. And like race is like a super protected characteristic. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like black hair should be included in that. And like... 100%. I really do want to see... 
an MP or someone like really bring this issue up mm. in Parliament and see like how furthermore we can be protected against mm-hmm. like discrimination because especially here like I just don't want my daughter to have any complexes mm. like the conversation for her generation should move on past hair. Definitely. So it's mad that like we kind of experienced the whole like, you know, people touching our hair, stupid questions, all these stupid rules. Yeah. And it's like, like you lot have kids now and it's still happening. It's like yeah. when are things gonna actually change? Hmm. I have no idea. It's so mad. No but I'm I'm that's why as much as you know we get on about social media and everything I feel like in instances like that social media can be really really powerful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that school that had that ridiculous I forgot what they even put in their policy but the how black twitter especially just united Mm -hmm. formation I called them yeah I'm not even from that borough. <laughs> I did. I I'm really, I, I remember calling them on the bus. I was so angry. I was just like, I spoke to the um, receptionist and she was like, yes, we've had a lot of phone calls today. Oh, good. Good. Her teachers, um, That's good. Away, but, we're, but we're recording all the, of That teacher's not away, you know. <laughs> They're lying. That teacher's not away. But yeah. that's good that they were saying that we had so many phone calls. Because yeah. sometimes... I feel like sometimes we get angry about stuff on Black Twitter. And we don't do anything. Exactly. But yeah. people are really taking action. It's like, mm. there was one time during Love Island, someone tweeted about Yuande. I can't remember. He compared her to one of Alien cards. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. The Alien was like black or something. And then someone had found their workplace. Mm-hmm. That person is sacked. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, child. You- so what do you think? <laughs> But what do you think about the people? Because there's some people that don't agree with that. Some people are like, oh, you can't be getting people fired for their tweets or stuff like that. What do you think about that? Don't be racist, isn't it? Yeah. If you're racist outside of mm. the workplace, you're mm-hmm. probably a racist mm-hmm. inside of the workplace. Exactly. I, f- I think that as well. Mm. I agree. So, and companies get shook like, raw. they're going to like bad press. Yeah. This looks like someone who represents the brand. Yeah. So let's just flog them off. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Like sometimes I'm like, I think it, it, I'm trying to think of an example because I think there was a time, I think it was to do with, I think the person was insulting them, but it wasn't, it wasn't about um, their skin color or anything like that, but it was just an insult. Like the person said, oh, you're, you're a shit person or whatever. And the person was uh, volunteering somewhere and then they added the person and said, oh, this person is volunteering for you. What do you think? And I was like, what That's, do you think? Yeah, is, is this the kind of person? And I'm like, this person uh, is volunteering. It reminds and me I'm of, like, um, mm. it reminds me of, have you guys seen that viral video of the girl who works in Tesco's? Yeah. And she's like, I fucking work 10 hours a day. <laughs> and, and you lot are fucking asking where the cheese is. <laughs> Look at the fucking sign. And she's losing her rag. And um, one white guy on Twitter said, at Tesco's, and said, is, is this somebody that's working for you? And they said, oh, oh. thank you, thank you uh, John, for your concern. Oh we, we've dismissed gosh. her. I said, nah. I think there's a way, like... You that's doing too much. Yeah, you're, you should act like someone with home training at all times, <laughs> yeah. first of all. And, you know... They could have dismissed her, but I think the humiliation on top of that, because mm-hmm. already she's telling you that she's stressed yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. And why is she that, stressed that's, out? That's a well-being issue, <laughs> yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, so I think um, these 
that that is at Tesco's fault. But I think when someone is being racist, sexist, yeah. homophobic, they can you know, get out of here. Get out mm-hmm. of here. Yeah. Like if you if you you know in Europe, you know, like if you don't mm. get home training from home, exactly. the outside will teach you home exactly. training. Yeah. So you know, um, no, you're right it. because it, it's true. Why would you employ someone who's racist? Then all the black and Asian people yeah. in the office are thinking, right, this person is thinking I'm a, I'm a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. So I met B in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did an exhibition at U... Was it UAA? University UAL? of the Arts That's London. It. And what was it called? It was, oh, do you know what? It was called Black Blossoms then, mm. highlighting the voices of black women. I would change it so much. No, I thought it was a beautiful <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, let me do this thing. It was like a showroom. And um, the so it was like on the ground floor, and it had like a massive glass window. Yeah. And what what did it say? No, I think you did two actually. You did one where it had like some words on the on the window. So there was like it was one, and it was just a street facing exhibition. That's it. Yeah. And um, it had black blossoms highlighting the voices of black women, and then in the other window there was a board by Samia, 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 Samia. Samia, she had made um, these like foam boards, mm. huge A1, and it said, what, what did that one say? We will no, not be defeated. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It was something that really takes you back. And I was yeah. like, this is so important. But in your first showroom, it was just, I remember seeing it and just going to it, and like there was so much different, it was like an exhibition of lots of uh, different black women who are artists. So mm. there was like staff on like, um, there was a video. On like exploring black hair, women of color hair. Um, there was another one where this woman created like this really cool, like the box one, where it was like, oh, it was like I can't even describe. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a perplex box. That's it. And it was like you're looking at it, and it's shiny. Yeah, it's like a maze. Yeah. And it is. It was just. It was so amazing. Like I, I left there feeling seen. Like I've never in my life been to like a, wow. you know, when you go to like a museum and people are looking around and they're, and they're nodding their heads and they're going, mm. <laughs> they're going yeah. yeah. And you're, but, just, you're just there feeling like an idiot, bro. Because I'm like, what are all these people seeing that I can't see? This is so extract <laughs> and abstract. I can't even on this book. When I was there, there was so much art. Like there was even like someone who had like crafted like wooden Afro combs. Like mm. there was so much for us that like really represented our experience. There was even like um, someone did like the back of skateboard and like illustrated like uh, important figures. So we had like Michelle Obama, we had like um, Diane Abbott. It was so incredible. Yeah, and I think I remember when I interviewed you, this was for BuzzFeed 2016. I remember I said to you, has anyone else interviewed you? And you said, no. And I was like, why the hell? Mm. This is the most sickest (laughs) thing I've seen. Why the hell has no one else picked this up? Mm. I just, from that moment, I was just like, no, this is sick. And I kept telling people, no, you need to go to this. You need to go to this. And I think I actually went during the end. And I was mad gutted because I was like, no, not enough people are going to experience this. And then as I kept following you on social media, you just kept doing more things, more things. And like you kept getting bigger and bigger. Mm. And you did something at the take last year and you're back at the take this year. And I just think, I just honestly think you're phenomenal. Oh, do you know, firstly, like, I have to thank you so much because I remember I studied PR at mm. UAL. So I was thinking, okay, I'm doing this exhibition and I'm going to reach out to loads of journalists. Mm. And I did and I just got, eh. <laughs> it was so cold. Like, <laughs> That's awful. Like, it was just like, no one was interested. And I, I put that down to two factors. I think 
a lot of mainstream publications don't like to cover things that happen within, within universities because mm. they feel like, oh, it's just students. Yeah. But the way I saw it, to and me, then, it was bigger than uni. But it wasn't, it wasn't even a student mm. exhibition. Exactly. It was alumni. Yeah. Mm. So a lot of these alumni were emerging or already established artists. And I remember I reached out to you and you were just like, so on it. You was like, B, I'm going to come down. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, you bought a photographer and like that article was just like, it kind of cemented in me that, yeah, this is what I should be doing. And I just loved it. You know, mm. I love, love, love working with artists, black women artists. Like it is, I get up every day and mm. I just think, okay, what can I do today to make the experiences of black women artists better? Whether that's me documenting their work historically or talking to new contemporary artists, giving mm. them advice about how they should maneuver and like these institutions. Um, but yeah, it's just something that it's not a calling because you know, like some it's like a calling. It's mm. it's not even a calling. It's just something that I feel very comfortable doing, mm. and I just know what I'm doing. Mm. Like I've I've I found a lot of things hard in my life. So mm. when I realized that I was really good at this, it was just like, oh, like I'm mm. good at something, and yeah, I'm really good at. And it. you're really good at it. Yeah, and I feel like very happy, and like every day I'm just like practicing or you know just reading and trying harder Mm. and you know it's definitely not an easy road because like there's the art world there's the the black world Mm. you know there's just all these two things colliding together and you know sometimes it's so easy to get distracted but I've just like in the last I would say since I've done the first course at course at Tate, Mm. it actually my mental well-being Mm. because I I was actually going to tweet about this actually Mm. My mental well-being has like been so much better. And I mm. think it's because I found a community who were really invested in what I was doing. Yeah. Because all the people that came onto the course were black women and black non-binary mm. people. There was like one non or there was a few non-black people. Well, like but, POCs. Mm, POC and white, yeah. Okay. But majority, like I remember when we opened mm. the door, because the the team that I work with at Tate had had a conversation with me about who do you think is going to come on the course? Mm. Like, <laughs> it's the Tate. The tickets were a bit pricey. And I was like, we kind of thought, oh, it's going to be like these white women curators. Mm. Like, and I was thinking, okay, it's going to be a bunch of white women. I'm going to be teaching like feminist history. So I kind of went ham, like, because mm. I was thinking, I'm going to show, I'm going to show you. <laughs> and then um, I remember we opened the doors and like, it was just a sea of black and brown faces. Oi, like those people are literally mm. like my best friends yeah. now. Oh, that's lovely. We are so close. So we like after the um session, we made a WhatsApp group. There's over a hundred people in the WhatsApp group Whoa. now wow. of black visual artists. And um creating a community that was just super, super invested in this advancement of black art. Black women's art, black non-binary art, black feminist art has been the like the most secure. It's just made me feel so secure mm. because I know I'm not alone. Mm, There's definitely. other people in that corner or that side just working to do the same mm. thing that I'm trying to do. And, you know, we're all just building separately. We're building together. And it's just, it's just been perfect. Mm. And how did the whole Tate thing come about? So you basically, was it last year you did a four week course? Uh, being a lecturer at the yeah. Tate. So how did that come about? Tell us how that happened. <laughs> it's Beyonce making lemons into lemonade. Amen. So, 
I had a job interview at Tate for assistant curator on public programs. I really, really wanted the job. Mm. Like, you know, there's a yeah. lot of a lot of um young art professionals do want to work at the Tate, mm. whether it's for a year or two, just to have the Tate on your CV is like the biggest international museum in yeah, the world. It's like on. the most well known. So I remember thinking, okay, I've got to get this job. And like, I put my best foot forward. Um they had given me, they had, they had assigned me tasks to do. And I remember when I first went in, there was like over 200 people mm. have applied for the job. 200. And, you know, but only interviewing five. So I was already feeling myself. I was like, yeah, okay. So like, I remember like, I just was really trying to deliver my best. And I'm, it was just, yeah. And I, re- I it's not that I felt that I had it, but I mm. knew that I had done, I, I knew that I had impressed mm, them. Yeah. And then I got like, the rejection and I was, It was just before Christmas Oh man And I was feeling down I was like Oh for fuck's sakes Like I'm mm, broke I need yeah. the money I want to be working in the tape mm. All the other options That were presented to me in t- work wise I wasn't really like Interested I was just like Oh And then um, Richard Martin Who's a white guy but who is like such a fucking Ali. Mm. Is it how you say it? Ali. 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 Wow. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is black girls living. We make mistakes all the time. So <laughs> Ali. It's a new one. Embarrassing. It's a new one. Please, English is not my first language. Please. <laughs> so, um, he contacted me and was like, "We like, um, I want you to come in and have a chat with wow. me. Um, I just want to give you some feedback on your interview and see other ways we could work mm. together." That's incredible. How how when did that happen from the interview? So the the interview I think was like November mm. December, and he messaged me in January. Oh, that's mad. And then. I remember going in to meet him and like I was, he was just like, you know what, you should be really proud of everything that you've oh, achieved in bless. the arts. He's like, you have done so much. Like you've done a lot more than a lot of people with jobs in like the arts. Mm. He's like, you know, just keep on going. And he And he really spoke to me about my confidence. He was like, you need to be super confident because the things that you've done mm. and doing are like super, super important. Mm. And then he said to me like, are there any things that you would like to do with us? Mm. Like responding to like some of the exhibitions mm. that we've got coming out, responding to the collections. And um, Zoe Whitley had just co-curated the Soul of the Nation exhibition, mm-hmm. which actually changed my life. Mm. It was so brilliant. Tell us a bit about it. The Soul of the um, Nation exhibition. Oh my gosh, I don't want to get this wrong. So it looked at a period in American history, um, African-American art history. Mm. I want to say it was this, it was like during the Black Panther era. So is that the early, late 70s, 80s? No, I don't know. Yeah, it spanned over Mm. like 20 years and it like had artists like Faith Ringgold, Betty Sayar. Okay, cool. It was such a great exhibition. Was this in the UK? Was this at a Tate? Yeah, it was at a Tate. It was it was nuts mm. like and i remember that exhibition really done bits for like mm. black history and um, black art mm. yeah internationally wow. um you know it just kind of changed the game and i remember i had just seen that exhibition at the tate so i just felt i was just like 
throwing out ideas to mm. Richard. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I wanted to start a blog called Art in the Age of Black Girl Magic. And he was like, oh, why don't you just teach it? And I was like, that's um, incredible. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just need that person to be like, yeah. come on, your ideas are bigger than that. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's the thing. I remember mm. thinking, you know, I was going to be making a blog. A blog. About, and the guy was just like, no, just come to the teach and teach, teach it. Man. I was gassed. Like, <laughs> I, did, I was like, okay. And I felt really nervous as well. No, um, because you're expert in your field. Like even that guy said it. Like you know your, you know what, you know your shit. Yeah, thank you. And I, and I'm so happy for you. And the fact that it's come back again. Yeah. So what dates is it? So it starts on the 19th of October. Very soon. Yeah, it's sold out. Sorry, oh, everyone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's gonna have to happen again next yeah. year. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. I did. I did say that I want to do it three times. So if it does happen next year, I'll be extremely grateful. So, and it finishes on the 20th, the 21st of mm. November. So it's four weeks. So it's every Friday. Um, the first lesson, lesson class is going to be looking at um, black hair. Oh, amazing. Art. I'm really inspired by Emma Dabari's book mm. um, for that. And also just my relationships with going to like, art show so if I go to a graduate art show an established art gallery or emerging yeah Mm. it's all free kind of um featuring black women artists there's always a piece on black hair Mm. so that means it's not only important in our lives as black women but the artist black women artists are also responding to how important black hair is Mm. and I'll give an example of this so I went to Goodman Gallery this week it's been art week so it's been so much fun it's freeze 154 there's loads of gallery openings and grace command i want to actually say her name right um there was a poem and this is in cork street so Mm, cork street is like off the back of bond street it's like a posh ass (laughs) art gallery like it was so fancy and there was a poem the artist is called grace Kilamo, Kilamo, Kilamomba. So I'm guessing she's a South African artist. And she, there was a her poem, oh yeah, Grada Kila, Kiloma, Kilomba, Grada Kilomba, <laughs> the chorus, 2017. Mm, yeah. And it's like a poem about people touching her hair in like mm. this really big, prestigious art gallery. So for me, like hair is so important at, so many different stages of black women's art careers Mm. so I feel like it's really important to like have space to like talk about it and like really affirm it into like the Mm. art history canon no definitely how do you find navigating those spaces because I know art can be quite elitist yeah so so how do you so for for example the first time I ever went to like I've been to museums well, it's like a school trip. Well, I went yeah. once on a day. And even then, I didn't I didn't really understand what any... Like, I've never been... To, honestly, when I went to your exhibition, that was the first time I ever understood what was going on. So... I, I agree. How I do agree. you... Yeah, how when do When I go to those places, I'm just completely Do you daft, know what I mean? And I just feel so out of place. So, so how, like, how, yeah. how do you feel, like, being in those spaces where it's, it's, it's very middle class, upper class even, they're selling paintings for, like... Hmm? And people are buying them. <laughs> and, like, and they're often all white. I think the bougie bitch jumps out mm. <laughs> from somewhere. Um, but it is difficult. Um, 
I don't know. Mm. I think I feel I feel very comfortable in those spaces mm-hmm. actually, and I think maybe that's because if someone was to ask me a question, I'll probably know how to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just love mm-hmm. it. You know, when you like something, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't. I don't necessarily feel uncomfortable. I think people try to make me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. in those spaces. Um, so for example, I was at Tay and I was at the Frank Bolin exhibition. <laughs> and God, um, I don't know who Frank Bolin is, please. Okay, Frank Bolin <laughs> is a guy. It's okay. Frank Bolin is like one of the I'd say masters of like black British art. Oh wow. Um, he's, 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 yeah, he's Guyanese. Mm. Um he grew up in Guyana and came over. Like he's kind of part he's of the window. Yeah, he's still alive. Wow. He is still alive. He's part of the Windrush generation. So Maybe just pre-Windrush mm. generation mm. And um, He graduated from the RCA He was like one of the first black artists to do so I actually think he was the first Black artist to graduate from the RCA That's incredible um, And he discusses a lot about race in his work He doesn't want to be classified as a black mm. artist He just wants to be an artist Yeah but um, I was at his show um, Back on a normal weekday And I had a biggie top on like, And some white woman ran up to me and was like, oh my God, like, is that Frank Bolin on your top? Oh firstly, gosh. Frank is there and you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> firstly, Frank, Frank's pictures when you walk in, you see his face. Nah. Frank and Biggie look nothing alike. And for me, that just shows that you, that white woman's uncultured. Like, mm. how can you not know who the fuck Biggie is? Exactly. Mm. Like, and, um, also, I just have swag. Like, I'm not going to wear an artist's top to his own bloody exactly. exhibition. Like, please respect me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, that so that made me feel like, why would you even, why would you want to come up to me and say mm. that? You know, cool. And then, as I was walking around the exhibition, this another white woman and her friend came up to me and was like, oh, the exhibition's so great, isn't it? You should bring more of your friends here. Oh my god! Fair enough That day was a very white day You lot were all there But guess what We were all at the private view We were all at the opening So most of me and my friends Had seen the show Also Why don't you bring Your black friends here Because you ain't got none Susan (laughs) That's always the tea That is the tea You don't have none it's just fucking. I don't know. It's just it's just wild because you know we would just never go up to anyone. Can you and imagine say such a thing? Again, it's the lack of home training that makes you think you can come up to me. Then she started to ask some questions. It was like she was so. They can't believe a black person. She couldn't believe that I was there. She was like, "So are you an artist? Like, what do you do?" And I was uh-uh. just like, "I was thinking, like, bitch, can I just mm. not look at some art like you? Like, oh my god." So. I do think there's times where people try to make me feel uncomfortable in these spaces and, you know, they just, white people just don't believe that black people want to take in any sort of art or art Mm. history and they just feel like it's something for them. But, you know, that's not true. (laughs) As Mm. as simple as that, it's not true. And it's um, the reason why they've just, like, they've had the privilege to, like, be able to at the end of the day like our ancestors built those institutions whether mm. it is um physically whether it's through other means but you know we we our parents didn't have the privileges to like just go 
swim around, sit and take mm. and like just look at art. Mm. And like, so therefore it's understandable why there's a lot of young black people that don't have a good grasp of art mm. history. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't enjoy those things. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So. Because mm. I'm even sure there's black kids who just love like the art that's in like, the VNA, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And what is art? Like, mm. just because it's art inside the VNA and it's art inside the Tate, it doesn't mean that's our only references of art. Because mm. black people, we are the most creative. Mm. So, um, where we get art from, so um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Sorry, sometimes I'm really bad. At no, names. girl, me too. But there, there's an artist, <laughs> um, and she talks about. How the first kind of art museums were the blocks. Mm. It's the black girls on the blocks with the big bamboo earrings, mm. yeah. you know, um, abundance, mm. abundance, Matanda. And, you know, and that's the same for me too. Like, art wasn't in museums. Like, art was my friends. Art was the music videos mm. that I was consuming. Yeah. Art was the, how the black celebrities were dressing. Like, mm. there was so my cultural mm. references and what gets me excited about art is totally different to what some white person is telling me is fine art in the in the tape mm, yeah. because for me that isn't always what fine art is mm-hmm. like fine art is literally me coming out of my my estate seeing a bunch of young guys sitting across the road and chilling and like mm. sometimes even their composition and how they're yeah. sitting that is art mm. you know so I, I have a question actually this might come from ignorance but do you think like because when you go into a museum Often the art is like, you know, British history of like, of not British, but like white people in like the 1500s, war. Glorifying each other. All this, all this stuff, like naked people, white people, all this stuff. Hmm. When are we going to see ourselves in these institutions? Is it already happening? Maybe I don't know. Because I know they have the, what's that place in Brixton? The The Black Cultural Archives. And like, I heard that, that they might not be getting funding, all that type of stuff. And then I'm thinking like, so where are we? Because we, we we are creating history right now. Mm-hmm. So when we have grandkids, great grandkids, where what kind of history are they going to see when they go to these museums? Mm. They're going to think that we weren't even there. Yeah, I think that's such a valid question. Um, so the way museums work is that they acquire work from artists mm. and the Tay, the V&A, all these major institutions. Um, there's so many galleries that acquire work for the public Mm. for the future and a lot of them don't buy acquire black work black Mm. you know that so therefore we don't get to see ourselves Mm. and maybe sometimes the artwork they do acquire is work that they feel Mm. is deemed worthy of the black experience Mm -hmm. so what again like what i would deem worthy of the black experience is totally different to what some white yeah. Cambridge history graduate mm-hmm. deems worthy of the black art history, black mm. art history experience. So to answer your question, I don't know where we're going to really, really, and I'm talking about really see ourselves mm. in museums, but I do think that we will continuously and from now start to see ourselves more and more in exhibitions outside of institutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people like me, people mm-hmm. like Pedro Ocean, um, Lisa Anderson, Elia Hassan. Um, so these are all curators, mm-hmm. Cynthia Silvere, who are working outside of institutions mm-hmm. to create exhibitions. Mm-hmm. They will 
they will be showing us who mm. we really are, you know? Mm. So we don't have to, it's nice to look to the museum, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, whilst that doesn't exist, you know, we there are so many, boom, mm. young black women, young black male, young black non-binary curators making sure that we see mm-hmm. ourselves properly. Mm. I don't know why I just had a vision of Beyonce's music video. The one that, where she's in the love. Uh, yeah. Ape shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that video? Oh my gosh, I was gassed. I, <laughs> I think I'd done like a whole, I'd done a tweet and it went viral. Oh, and go then girl. I had, all these, like, had all these publications asking me to write for them. I'm yes. Like, oh. What do you mean you're an expert? Yeah, but do you know what? Like sometimes like, it's just re- I don't like to turn over things very quickly oh, news, in an yeah. article, yeah. and it it's just felt very it just yeah. felt very pressured. I just wanted mm. to talk about how I felt that mm. the public programmings across loads of different art institutions could really look to like that Beyonce Absolutely. video and like implement it within their own mm. public program. But you know, they're sourceless, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the shame, you know, when you just have these, so many of these art institutions, museums and galleries, you know, their team is just so undiverse. They mm. all come from the same pool, same world, like white, middle class, long hair. <laughs> <laughs> we need people like Richard, like, to just be like, I'm going to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, let's, let's really get like, mm. represent. What Britain is right now Also How come they don't want to Represent white White working class too Like this is England mm-hmm. Them man there Do you know what the What is it to get it for them No I think they've They they're, White ugh, White Working class They definitely have A very hard time Getting into the same circles But With everything Once you're white it's easier for you Of course yeah. So you know It could be harder Because like You don't have the same Social capital But once you acquire That social capital mm. It's totally different From a black person Who is the Who doesn't Who get Who can get the social capital But is still always like Boxed into just Being a black artist mm, Yeah Um. But yeah there's the It's, the, it's a bougie little world Isn't it, it? Sounds mad bougie Because when you look They don't Like this is England. Like, I'm thinking like Green Street, you know, like, oi, oi, those kind of lads. <laughs> no, but they you know, do have it. Do they? They do, yeah. But it's again, who is the document, who, who is documenting it? Who mm, is allowed yeah. to document it? Mm. And who is allowed to show? And mm. who, who, so the, the Tate a couple of months ago had an exhibition. I'm going to have to, I can't even remember his name. Don. Dan, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, the artist who it is. <laughs> but it was, I, I kind of liked it. He was a he was a journalist photographer. Mm-hmm. Um and he had like he had documented wars all over the world from mm. Nigeria to Egypt to Israel. But the beginning was him like looking mm. at England and London. Mm. And in that part, you could see like the documentations of like white working class Britons and how it was Mm. starting to slowly become diverse Mm. with like black immigrants coming over. I'm going to find his name because I think it's so rude. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I don't have reception. Oh, Oh, sorry, girl. We actually have a Wi-Fi password. It's okay. I've got it now, I think. But yeah, so that, and there are like some white working class artists that are like really like, 
they're making headway. Mm-hmm. But not all artists always want to work within an institution too. Mm. Like some artists are very anti-establishment. Wow. Yeah. They're like, fuck that. You know, these establishments are just like aiding the, the capitalist yeah. art market. Mm. So we don't want to work with you. Yeah. Unless some artists that are dying to work or get their work acquired by um, art institutions. Yeah, because you'd see it as like art institutions as, as an upcoming artist, them recognizing you is like, kind of like, what's what I'm looking for? What's what I'm looking for when someone acknowledges you? Well, I, all I know Like is a stamp right? of approval. Yeah, it's the, yeah. If the tape buys your work as an artist, your because, work goes up. Yeah. Like your, your art gallery the mm, next day. Your press it, goes it, up. It goes up. Yeah. They're telling, they're, so if you're selling at £2,000 today, mm-hmm. the tape, the set, well, not just the tape, because there's so many different mm, prestigious yeah. collections. Um, But if they buy your work, and your work automatically will be selling the next day for six to eight grand. Six mm. to eight grand. Because what the, what those institutions do is say, this work is what we've acquired forever, mm. basically. Mm. Because a lot of um, collections never sell their work. Yeah. Mm. So they've said that this work, this piece of work, and you as an artist has social historical mm. significance. Yeah. So... When I'm hella rich, I want to buy a black art in my house. Yeah, you can buy. I'll, I'll help you. Please, I'll be your advisor. I just want. You don't even need to be rich to start investing in black really? art. Really, I don't think so. I think the best place to start is graduate shows. So mm. go to graduate shows. Look at the artists that you like. That the art that resonates mm. with you. And if there's a piece that you like, whether if it's say it's like 1,500, mm. you can come up with an installment plan with the artist okay. and slowly start to like, you know, different artists have different ways of like, mm. you know, 1,500 spread over like 10 months is better than no 1,500. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's all, and to them, they're probably thinking, okay, I'm going to have consistent like mm, 150 money, pounds yeah. coming in every month mm. for the next 10 months. So you don't have to wait to like, Beyond that, like sixty k paycheck mm. to start buying art. Girl, I was thinking, I'm trying to be like Stormzy. <laughs> I'm trying to have a milli, and then like every room's gonna have different art. But. Definitely, but I think you can start now, mm. and like, and that's the thing: the the sooner you start acquiring art, the better your collection will be. Mm. So, say if you, there's a uh, um, um, a graduate artist, you you buy their work for one thousand five hundred, and then all of a sudden. You know, they take off. They take off. That could yeah. be that's your pension. Like wow. So you don't have to wait. You mm. know, you can start for and I encourage us to start now because I think whether or not we're living in a council flat or we're living in our own um properties, you know, I think we should have black art on our walls because as you said, there's something about seeing yourself absolutely in mm. all forms of mm. visuals, not just TV. Because we complain about not seeing ourselves on TV a lot, but we should be in within our households. Mm-hmm. We should be affirming ourselves before absolutely. we even look to anything else. Like you should have art in your room, in your front room, you know, like yeah. mm. you, we just don't need to wait. Mm. I've never had that discussion before about, about investing in black art or even art in general. Yeah. Like we in the black community, I think I've told Jasmine this, I see people like, yeah, if, if I get money, I'm going to start investing. But how do you know what you're going to start investing in yeah. also? And we just say that, but we never say art. We say stocks, we say businesses, but we properties. never say art. Exactly, properties. Never art. 
We never say art. Oh. Mm. But that's very, very I interesting. I might do a thread on it, actually. Please, yeah, please, yeah, please. Bring please, us the tea. Yeah, because, like, investing in art is... It's as good as investing in gold, to mm. be honest. There, there's like there are things that you should look for before you invest in an artist. But the most important thing is, unless you've got a big ass house and you can store work somewhere, always, always buy a piece of art that you like. Mm. Yeah. Because if you buy a piece of art that you like, even if the artwork doesn't go up, you like the art. Mm-hmm. You know, That's so <laughs> you true. Can look at it every day. Yeah. But if it goes up, it's a bonus. Mm. And most of the time, the way I see a lot of the artists that I work with grinding, their artwork is constantly like going Mm. to the next level. And to say you have one of their first earlier pieces in the art world, Mm. that stands for, that means that that's, that Mm. is, that is very valuable. How many artists do you reckon you've worked with? Oh my gosh. So the first exhibition was 18. I think on my last count, it was like seven. Maybe 60 That's mad <laughs> And you're one woman I know Like one person Doing it all That's I, you know, I don't do it all By myself though mm. Like I do work with um Cynthia She's like my creative partner mm. And like we have Cynthia Silvere So we've worked together On like the touring exhibition She also helped me Last year when I was Teaching the tape Like she just Oh just... wait we missed that touring Wait Did I miss this? Yeah we didn't Go on Oh I will talk about this actually. Girl, so she's I done did, so much. Don't be modest. Tell us. So I'd done a touring exhibition right after I'd done the UAL mm. exhibition. So we went to Liverpool, Sheffield, mm-hmm. um, Oxford, Bournemouth. I went about a few places. That's important because there's black people in those spaces. There's who, black people yeah. in those spaces. Who probably don't see themselves as much as we do in London. Yeah, yeah. and Mark's. I just, I kind of, I didn't want to do something in London mm. at that time. I was just like, no, you know what? We need to get out there because there's black women who are like, We'll be thinking, oh, everything happens in London, which it does. Yeah. It does. And um, I remember like going to all these spaces, but after I after the exhibition, I stored the stuff in my house, mm. in my in my shed, and mm. it got stolen. Oh my oh. god. So that that was like the biggest L, first of all. And it was also, you know, your L is your loss and a lesson. Ensure. Everything. Mm. Insurance is your friend. Insurance is annoying because it's coming out of your money and nothing might happen, Mm. but it really protects you. And Mm. I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have this shit insured. Mm. And I remember I had to tell the artist whose stuff was stolen that their stuff was stolen from me. I actually wanted to die. Like, I was so depressed. Like, Oh my gosh I was I was so I can look back now And think Oh wow That was a lesson That I had mm. to learn But when I mean Like I was gutted of Like course, yeah. I felt like it was Some sort of like Evil conspiracy yeah. Against me But then It shows you again How important these art These, mm. these artworks are yeah. For someone to steal that You must know What mm. that could mean Because If did I was it, a thief I wouldn't be stealing art That wouldn't fit you else? <laughs> They That's how the they, they know They know yeah, The importance they, of that Yeah, yeah. They did. So a couple of months later um, I remember that day So I live on Portobello Road And and I live on Goulburn So I live off both of the roads And there was There's loads of art shops And I remember The day it got stolen It was snowing It was that March mm. You know when it was that That bad mm. snow I think mm. 2017 mm. Yeah. And um, I was like Okay 
Before I think I messaged the artist, I went to all of the art shops oh, and I was you. like, if anyone brings like this art, I printed out things. I was like, please like contact me. It's been stolen yeah. from my house. Mm. I had the police at my house. Like I literally, I think I fainted at one point. Oh like gosh. it was, gosh, yeah, like thing. I was literally like, I could, you know what? I'm laughing, but it wasn't even funny. Yeah. I was hysterical. Mm, yeah. Like I was, I remember like, I was like, star, you have to go to school because I can't even like, mm. so I took her to school. I was crying on the school gate. Oh the head teacher was like, calm down. It's going to be fine. Do you know what? Get someone to pick up star. We'll call someone to pick her up for mm. you after school. And I was slipping and sliding everywhere. I remember that. Snow. It was oh snowing. my God. And I was thinking, what the fuck is this shit? Like, why is this happening? I really oh, hope that I'm burglar. I'm so sorry. Honestly, I feel like I'm there with you oh, now because you know? I would be all Listen, in bits, literal would, pieces. And you know, because it's not your work yet. Yeah. And furthermore, it's black women who have entrusted mm. you, yeah. who have probably had fucked up things happen to them already around their art. I was thinking, Jesus Christy, I'm alone. I remember, and my mum was in Nigeria. So I couldn't even call my mum. I was thinking, yeah, I can't even call my mum for one quick prayer or nothing. Yeah. So I, a couple of my friends came over. Yeah. Let me not even like, I got so fucking high after this. I, I was so fucked up in my head, like, but before that, so I had to go to, I went to all the art shops and like, Craft shops And I was like Please like mm. If anyone comes And tries to sell you mm. This art Call me And um, police report The police were Actually semi helpful They put me In touch with the You know the police Have like a whole Art unit Like an eh? art theft mm. unit Mad. And it's like A proper unit Of like mm. Investigators Dealing with yeah. like Art theft Because it's incredible. like A real big thing mm-hmm. And then um, That was They put me in touch With them I had to like Fill out loads of forms And like all the information of the artwork. And then I spoke to my mentor and she was like, you, she was like, don't call the artist, just email them separately. Oh, it was like, I remember I switched off my notifications. Mm. I switched off my notifications on Instagram, Twitter and email notifications because I just knew like, mm. and then I was just getting phone calls from them and like I had to like respond mm. and like, it was really like the conversations that I had to have, I had to have had the conversations that I had to have was so painful. Um, and I kind of just felt like a failure. Like no, I, was really, I was really sad, man. Mm. Like, even though it's not your fault, it's not insured. Mm. Like, I should have just been, I should have just put it in my house. It shouldn't have been in the shed, even though the shed was locked and mm. everything. Yeah. It should have been in my house. And like, I just felt like, ah, uh, even more so, I should have just told you lot to come and collect the art. You know, I just felt like... But you know what? Hindsight is Mm, incredible, but honestly, it doesn't help thinking like that. Yeah, There was no way you could have known that that would happen. Mm. And then a couple of months later, I was was in Oxford Street and one of the artists called me and she was like, oh, B, this is the first time I'm actually publicly saying this, by the way. Mm. So um, they were like, oh, B, the artwork has been... Someone's called me saying like Mm? someone's come to sell... I ran back Wait, 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 wait Someone found it Someone found the, Someone tried to sell the artwork To mm. the shop across the road from my house mm. And when he said He said Two years later? Saw, no, it was, the, it was the same year But about four or five months down the line oh, so, so you were smart You thought, oh, let me hold They off. They held the artwork hmm. And um, I remember um, Running back to the shop Erna and Deco 
She's literally across the road from my house. And he was like, Bola, um, when I saw the work, I knew it was yours instantly because it's so um, unique. unique. It's black artwork. Sheet. And he said the woman who come and sold it, that was trying to sell it, was like... She didn't know anything about art, really. It was, he could just look, he was thinking... And then he turned around to her, he was like, I know the woman who you stole this from. And she literally just was like... <gasps> And she huh? left all the artwork and ran out of the shop. Oh, thank oh God. God. It wasn't God is every, good. God is good, you know. Wow. Do you know what I it hope? I hope when they stole it, you know you said it was stolen. I hope they broke their back. I hope, yeah. I hope, I hope they slipped. Did you get to see a picture of the woman? <sighs> Did you know who she was? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it was, Tell us after. It wasn't all, it, all the artwork wasn't there, but I we we got a significant amount back. Mm. Good. But, um... Insure your shit, guys. If you God. ever buy art, make sure you put it on your home insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, art is very, very valuable mm-hmm. to artists who are exhibiting with um, independent curators. Have that conversation about insurance. It's not even that expensive mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, but these are like the P's and Q's mm-hmm. that, you know, that's it's mm-hmm. like the cutting of the teeth mm-hmm. as a young artist, as a young independent mm-hmm. curator that like, you know, I fully mm-hmm. felt like. But you've, you've, you've done it all by yourself. Like it's 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 a hard one because it's like how would you have known? Yeah, it's not like especially as a black artist, you didn't have a guide. Yeah. You're doing it all by yourself. You're creating it all by yourself. And sometimes people just don't tell you the nitty exactly. gritty, like the, the fine details. Like you think about art and everything, but even during have, like having this conversation, when you mentioned insurance, I was like, of course, but <laughs> I didn't think that. <laughs> no, no, but it, it's like you saying it, it just it just makes so much mm. sense. Like it's so valuable. Like mm-hmm. why wouldn't you insure it? But obviously, obviously you wouldn't mm. think that someone is gonna steal from you. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Just wouldn't you yeah. take it for granted? Exactly. Don't you? But things happen. Yeah. Like you saying you put in your house, someone could still come, God forbid, but mm-hmm. some people are mad. God forbid. God, let's, God, let's, God, God forbid. There's, 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 there's huge, like, pe- art heist are a thing. Mm. Like, people, mm. are, people are stealing art and, you know, if they can sell yeah. it on the open market, they will. Mm-hmm. But people will sell that shit on the black market and they will hide it. So if someone stole a Picasso piece, that piece, piece might be hidden for like 100 or 200 years in someone's uh, uh, vault yeah. for their family yeah. and all of a sudden it's found and, you yeah. know I'm trying to sell it for millions multi but mm-hmm. you know what I mean because art is very very valuable you should have a vault in your house amen hmm. it will happen years. for us one day amen three years you say yeah listen it's I want pending. a private share amen mm-hmm. I want like I, I see want, it for you amen thank amen. you babe like, <laughs> I, I want luxuries you know amen. we shouldn't be here to suffer for real <laughs> Broaden our horizons. Why not? Uh, private chefs, yes, yachts, like yes. That's how we should be living. We want it I said this last, last, but I don't want to manage in this life anymore. I don't want to manage. No, no. I looked at my account today. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I want, oh, I want there to be a day where I don't even have to look at my account. Do you know what I mean? mean? Just black Just cards, baby. In the oh, but you know yeah. the truth is, you see, when you're rich, yeah, mm. you don't pay for anything anyway. <laughs> People, so June, Art Week is so fun. Like, I've been going to the Prada party. Okay. So, no, but it's so crazy. It's like a bunch of like, okay, it's not just like rich people at the Prada party. It's, it's young creatives mm-hmm. like me. But Ikoi, the restaurant, yeah. it's complimentary dining for the whole imagine? day. Mm. I've been eating fine cassava <laughs> eh? with ca- caviar and like egg some oh like next gosh. kind of grill planting with raspberry scotch bonnet, <laughs> smoked jollof. It's all free. And <laughs> me and my friend was like, huh, 
This is why rich people stay rich because they go to events and, and, they, and they get looked after. They get looked and after. They're not spending a coin. They're not. They're not spending coins, but they have coins. And you have it. Hmm. It's rude. It's actually so <laughs> fucked up. So like, yeah, get our money and let's keep it. And, and let's mm-hmm. keep it. And, and let's invest it in ourselves. Invest yes. it in ourselves. And our let's community. talk about pop culture real quick. Yes. Mm. Did you guys see what Kylie Jenner wore to Hayley Baldwin's wedding? Or oh, Hayley Disrespect. Bieber. It was disrespect. Have you seen it, B? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> she looks absolutely phenomenal. She does. She does. Not on my wedding. She looks though. like a statue. Yeah. yeah. It was very like. It was great. And... How do you guys. Literally picture perfect. How do you guys feel about people looking too good for weddings? <sighs> you know what? Yeah, there's, there's levels in it. Like. If someone makes an effort to go to someone's wedding, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But Kylie Jenner was disrespectful with it because mm-hmm. that was another level. Like we were talking yesterday at our event thing, our dinner, and like people were like, this is Met Gala level. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like she did not come to play. Mm-hmm. I think that is rude, personally. Mm-hmm. But, what do you um, think, B? I haven't seen what Hayley wore. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So it that could have just been part of the vibe, you mm. know? Because why? I want to see what mm. Hayley wears before I comment. And maybe Hayley put on the invite, wear your best gown. Yeah. Maybe. It's true. And, and Kylie did. Kylie. <laughs> but that, that, that was too much of a good gown. To <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that at my wedding. Yeah, she, she, re- she really took little... the best of the best. Please, she I beg really yeah. did not come to play. I beg. Yeah. But I think in those spaces, like, who knows? They could have just all looked phenomenal mm, that yeah. Kylie might have actually been drowning it's true. in That's what true. she was wearing. Mm. You but know? what I keep thinking is like, my brain is just trying to think of a wedding dress that could look nicer than that. And I just can't true. see it. I can't. I, just can't, I, can't, I can't. I can't see it. I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I saw that picture, I was like, I beg that this is not the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I beg. Kylie Jenner's just, she's just out here. I like the fact that I don't really like the family too deep, but I like the fact that she's just minding her business. Yeah, I like yeah. Kylie. Of all the family, I think she's my favorite Kardashian. She's just minding her business. Mm. But yeah, um, yesterday we had our first ever event. Yeah. Uh, we had eight of you guys uh, come mm-hmm. uh, to Vafiano's with us on the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we gifted you guys with amazing goodie bags. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just honestly one of the best days I've had this yeah, year. Honestly, it was really, really lovely. So shout outs to Vapiano, shout outs to Cantu, who else was Afro in there? Afro Senshi, I love Sleek, ASOS, all of them man there. Um, Costa Coffee, Leon Ilo, for the vouchers, yeah. Mo uh, Moss um, Phone Case Company who gave mm-hmm. us a hundred pounds voucher code. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like PRs came through. Yeah, they That's really what I did. Like to hear. So thank you so much for the PRs you came through, and thank you you guys so much for coming. Yeah, like it was so. You guys were on point. You guys were like, so we released jokes, it on man. the podcast, and literally, yeah, as well. Like you, you lot messaged straight away. You lot was on it. Yeah, you Because we were even thinking, like, will we even fill the spaces? Exactly. Like, we didn't even know. But honestly, you guys were. No, you guys. And it was so good because, like, some people would be saying, like, you know, that two two people actually became friends because of yeah. the podcast. Mm. And I was like, that's so cool. And just listening to you guys, like, do you know, what, do you know what's crazy? I was a bit nervous. I was like, what? Like, I hope it's not awkward. Like, no yeah. one gets on. Or But everyone was just Everyone, talking. Everyone yeah. was vibing. It was... It felt like people genuinely bonded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. And like afterwards, everybody was hugging. Mm. I was like, oh my god, this is so cute. I know. It was. It really was really nice. good. It made like I think I said to Jasmine, like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, I know. Yeah, Vicky looked at me. She was like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, I can't believe we're here. Mm. I really liked how you. Um, it wasn't like. 
I liked how you invited your guest mm. on the podcast. I thought that was a mm. really nice way to like show appreciation yeah. and love. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. So I think a lot of people can be left out. Oh, I want to go to that part. How did I mm. get in? But it was just, you opened it out and yeah. it was just very much come and dine with yeah. us. Mm-hmm. No, it's because usually people put on socials. There's nothing wrong with that. But I kind of feel like some people be like, they've only listened to an episode or two, or maybe they're just my mate. Yeah. And they're like, I want to be there. But it's like, but it's the, yeah. I really want the listeners, like the OG people yeah. who really fuck with the thing to, yeah. to roll through. <laughs> I and love be, it. Be gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, guys, Jasmine had to stop me because I really wanted that party bag to be full. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. You honestly. know, I done eyes yesterday. I needed some lipsticks. I was looking at those two lipsticks like, ah, what's up? <laughs> Well, you're in luck because we've got some leftovers. Oh, thank you. I love you, Sleek. If Sleek PR are listening. They need to nice you. What do you mean? Send me some stuff. I actually really love the, like... Do you love <clears throat> colourful lipstick as well? I love colourful lipsticks, oh, but then I you're in luck. <laughs> I um, stopped by MAC lipsticks mm. because I was just like, oh my gosh, they're so expensive. Yeah. yeah. They're lovely though. But they are nice But then I started to like Realise you can get Sleek lipsticks mm. And I've got as I've, I've got a kid bro I would go into my makeup bag And my My, my 17, 18 pound <laughs> lipstick Was digged out With a pencil Digged out oh. oh So you know like For me like yeah. It was just like Nah mm. I can't keep on doing this mm. <laughs> So I started to buy Sleek And I really really love Sleek Because mm. I remember I used to buy it In the black hair shops You know Oh yeah And then it done that yeah. transition From black hair shops To like the super drug stream, To yeah. now So mm. I was like Okay nice. I still fuck with the ting Oh amazing yeah. Um, yeah, you're in luck today. <laughs> and also this week, so this lovely girl on Twitter called Cass Denton, she did this really cool thread for Black History Month and mm. she included us. Mm. I was so moved, like I was so moved in my office. I was it's like, oh my God, like I can't believe someone's really taken t- the time out to kind of shout us out. Then a few hours later, Apple put us on their mm-hmm. on their <laughs> uh, what was it called? The explore page for yeah. podcasts for Black History Month. And a part of me was like, Ah, uh, they just put us there because they're black. Yeah, but when you think about it, name, but we had that we're at a time where there's so many black podcasts mm. doing different things. And then again, we were on seasoned uh it's, yeah. it's a section Buzzfeed. from BuzzFeed. Yeah, this week has actually been quite mad for a us. Really good week. Yeah. So yeah, we just want to say again, thank you guys so much for yeah. listening and rocking with us. And for that reason, I don't care if I'm cheating or what, but you guys are my black excellences of the week. For real. Honestly, every single person. Every single one of y'all. Every single one of y'all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Where were you on the night of your traditional wedding? Oh my hey. God. Are you really trying to do this? <clears throat> are you really trying to do this? Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> That was so funny. And I think Toby from Black Ballad had the best response. She's like, I know where my man was for my traditional wedding. Of course. And that she posted a pic. <laughs> no, she did not. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. No, Toby's actually rude. No, it was, it was. But you know what, yeah? Someone, I don't know who it was. I want to give the person props, but someone called her Machine Gun Killer. And I was Machine absolutely killing. She clapped yeah. everyone. I don't, I, Honestly, she was on so much crud and I loved every second of it. Kalechi's the queen, bro. She's actually the Very queen. Very much so. But do you know what, yeah? So, a lot of people it's Kalechi's this. birthday today. Oh, oh happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kalechi. <laughs> Ray Kalechi, man. She's always... She's one of those people online who's authentically themselves. Like, yeah. no messing about. Mm-hmm. And I always love when people are just themselves. Like, mm-hmm. no no front, no nothing. It's them. Take it yeah. or leave it. A lot of people were saying to, in response to where were you in your traditional wedding? Um, that... 
even though they're not married, I start questioning. Yeah, I, 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 I question myself. I, I really had to take time out and think, okay, did I get married or not? <laughs> Same. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, yesterday, we got some feedback. Some of you said that we need to kind of pad out what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, about. that's true. So someone cussed Kalechi <clears throat> on Twitter and then Kalechi said, where were you on your traditional wedding? Yeah. Because she knows. Yeah. She, she, yeah. In fact, she even gave the person like a bit of grace. She said, some of you need to keep quiet. Before I start asking where you were on the night before your traditional wedding. She's got receipts. Yes. She said, if you really want me to, I can at you directly. No, you know what she said? She said, I'm I not alone. She said, I'm not yeah, alone. There's no, there's yeah. no, um, what's there's, there's no, no anonymity. Do you know I'm mad? <laughs> <laughs> nah, do you know what? Yeah. The person who knows that they weren't where they meant to be yeah. at that traditional yeah. hmm, you just better beg your wife because yep. she probably already knows that you were talking about her. <laughs> yeah. That, that you know, yep. you know. Just confess. Just confess. just confess. And I actually think she did it to begin Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Speaking of Black History Month, Brian's already moving mad. He's what? asked you to work for free. Oh, of course. <laughs> but that one, the thing is, yeah, please don't ask black people to work for do speeches and whatnot for free for Black History Month yeah. because you're, you're asking me to talk about my blackness in front of your white colleagues mm-hmm. and be exhausted by the end of it and for free. Yeah. Sorry, I can't do it. Mm-mm. But it's the brands who are doing like the army who were doing, <laughs> oh, yeah. Indian history was very important, blah, blah, blah. In Black History Month. I'm finished. They deleted I, I the no tweet words. though and then they, they, no they did an apology saying something along the lines of um, we, we missed the mark here. But don't you find it scary? <laughs> This is what I find really, really scary. That there are multiple people in these in the room. Yeah. When these ideas are thought of, someone saying, Oh, this is my idea. This is what I think we should do for Black History Month. Multiple what idea? Multiple who? Multiple white people. Yes. So Deborah, Becky, Yes, But the the scary thing is that there's that many people that are ignorant enough to be like, this is okay. Number one, we don't have enough black people in the room. And we don't have enough Richards. No. No. Because a Richard would say. Listen, guys, you're talking about Indians. Yeah. In Black History Month. Yes. I don't get it. It's I don't. Mad. I don't. It's scary. But to then, me. what the maddest thing is, when it's like Sikh celebration, like the Diwali, Diwali and them, man. Do you guys remember that video? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. If, let me put Happy it out Diwali again. and them, man. Basically, there was some guy who was, was comedian. I don't even know who he was. He was just doing some talent show on, on Instagram Live. Yeah. And some girl was like, oh, I'm celebrating Diwali. And he was like, Happy Diwali and them, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, when they're celebrating that, I never see anything like, oh, I'm black people. Uh, happy uh, and black people went um, to do yeah. da, 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 da. or I never see anything like oh and it was uh, you know Nigerian independence mm. when they were talking about Diwali mm. so how comes so it's Black History Month if you want to talk about Indians and for me it just does not make any sense I think organisations probably feel like they need a way to celebrate all their multicultural employees that they have. Mm. But, you know, you can just make another month for that one. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or you could celebrate <laughs> their accomplishments all the time. Yeah. And that's on period. That's that on there. But when it's Black History Month, let's respect ourselves. Exactly. Mm. I'm sorry, but there was a video of some gorillas trying to come out the rain. And <laughs> I- oh, yeah, that is jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I died with laughter. And I can't, I can't even explain. You just have to see the video. Mm. I'm sure I've retweeted it. So 
Oh, do you know what's meant this week? So Harry and Meghan are suing the papers. Oh, yeah. But what's, what I find very interesting is a lot of papers are saying Meghan is yeah. suing the Daily Mail or the tabloids. No, it's the, it's the two of them. Yeah. So okay. they're trying to, again, make it seem like she's the aggressive. Yeah. Like she, no, the two of them together are doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I just wish this country would get off this woman's back. I've actually heard people actually say, I've heard people say, I don't like her because there's just something about her. Yeah. I've heard people say, I don't like her because she's always taking the trip. Uh, she's always mm-hmm. flying with planes. Or, Are you not flying with the plane when you go on holiday? Or, or, or they'll, this is this is how they do it, do it kind of coded. Oh, I think Harry should have married a, a British woman, not someone from America. AKA white. Basically. <laughs> the maddest thing about this all is, I'm not saying this should make people ease up to her or whatnot, but like, Megan does it. She's bare passing. That right. just shows you how racist people are. Like, even if you're mm. passing, they have the ammo for you. Yeah. Because I thought, the, the, when I found out she was actually mixed was when the first time they were dating and Harry wrote a letter to the press and being like, can you lot get off my girlfriend's back and also yeah. get off her mother's back as well? I was like, mm. why, would she, why, would, why would they need to do that? I thought she was like Spanish or something. Mm. Turns out she's, I'm thinking, no, this, this country is too mad. Yeah. Leave this poor woman alone. There's there's a lot of anger and mm. hatred for for her, and to be honest, I don't know what she's what more could she do? Like she's not, she's literally minding her own business. And do you know what's much? She's bare nice. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's really lovely. <clears throat> like I remember, even Kate. Like, didn't Kate like have a lot of like negative stories about her? Like, Did she? Apparently, not she as wasn't. Much. Not no, I don't mean by the yeah. press. I just mean like just personally. A lot of people said she wasn't oh, a very nice person. Really, but she didn't. She has not no, even had a fraction of what Megan yeah. has had. Megan's getting nice. Didn't they much. blame Megan? <laughs> no, this, of they, course, they, they blamed Megan because apparently, um, Kate's husband <laughs> is that, that which one's that one? <laughs> William. William cheated on Kate, and somehow it was somehow Megan's, it was Megan's fault. fault. I was like, wow. That's too mad. The reach, <laughs> no, the reaches are just yeah, absolutely, absolutely insane. In that, it's like you lot are sitting in the press of the the newsroom, sorry, and just coming up with these mm-hmm. wild ass stories. Like, it's, do you know what? It's like first, you lot need to get a life. Mm-hmm. First of all, like get a life. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. young people are in love. They've just had a child, mm-hmm. and you're just like hellbent on like making their lives hell. It's too much. It's too much. It's w- and what made me sad was when I was reading Harry's letter, he said something along the lines of, this happened to my mom and I don't want this to happen again. Because I remember yeah. watching uh, a video he did about mental health. And I generally think that Harry thinks that this press killed his mom. Like he, re- like in this video, he was basically mm. saying like, they chased her. They were taking pictures. Like apparently he saw pictures of them while she was in like being crushed. And instead of oh calling gosh. the ambulance or anything, they, they were just were taking, taking pictures. pictures. So like, imagine a young boy has that in his... like, And that's why he's so such an advocate for mental health. Yeah. And he's seeing this happening again with Megan. And it's just like, nah, you don't need to allow it. Yeah. You don't need to allow it. And then, I think what they should really do if mm. they want to bun them all is that they should just have bare babies with black in them. <laughs> that's what's really going to send the haters to sleep. Because that's mm. what they don't want, you know. Mm. They don't want the Duchess to have like six kids, mm. you yeah. know. Because that means you've got loads of pe- young, 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 young royals mm. with lines to the throne, mm. with black in them. So just, you know, just have loads of kids, bun mm. the haters, chill with your rap fans, like chill with the people who mm. like you that are already anti-establishment yeah. too. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, 
if they're going to hate you, make them hate you for a reason. Mm. Because I just don't think at this point, even after they see them, which will be successful, I don't think at this point it's going to stop. Mm. I think know, it even because might. Because it, it's just going to get intensified mm-hmm. like you yeah, like you were going to say. And it's just going to... There's people who genuinely are clicking on these articles mm. saying, yeah, she's such a, um, yeah. she's, you know. And they have absolutely no mm-hmm. reason to justify it. Like, 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 what kind you of Do you know what I mean? Like, like, leave her like, alone. Exactly. Why are you so in her, like, why it's are you so, so on there? mad. It is so, like, even like that stupid Katie Hawkins. Bare people so now, like. Katie's mad. Like, I don't know why she People just need to I've, I've I blocked her I blocked mm. Katie And I blocked Piers Morgan So And Alan Sugar yeah. These people I don't mm. want to see Because they, yeah. they can ruin my day Yeah, yeah. Mm. Deaths yeah, it's, They're just Disgusting mm. Yeah And like Even um, Piers, oh, I can't even talk about Piers Morgan <laughs> But what I so They're just actual trash mm. Like what I do find interesting though is the BBC um, hiring Ju Sarpong as their new <laughs> yeah. creative diversity. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm really excited, mm. but it's just such a wild timing. I know. Yeah. And um, boy, <laughs> it's wild timing. Yeah. <laughs> That's always so on that. Also, I said this uh, to Jasmine a few weeks ago. Do you know the whole, what's the BBC woman who's who's been in a... Naga? That's Naga. it. Naga. Yeah. So when that whole thing happened I said to Jasmine I'm not going to I don't think we'll be tweeting anything about it Because I remember when Kelechi and Dapo Mm. Went on And she was grilling them about Serena Williams Mm -hmm. And she even said to I think I can't remember who she said it to Either Dapo or Kelechi She said "Um, People do caricatures of Trump So why don't you have a problem with that? Yeah I said What does this have to do with Kelechi or Dapo? Mm Mm-hmm as soon as that happened with the with the whole, uh, so basically Naga said that um, you know as a woman of color that people tell her to go back home and all this stuff, and it usually has racial mm. undertones, which it does, just, yeah. And uh, a lot of people being like, you know, POC solidarity. Mm. I'm like, no, I'm not there mm. because you was grilling black people. Mm. Even the white man didn't say pim. Yeah, he didn't he move like that. Him. He didn't move like that. But you yourself, you took you it upon yourself. You being an agent of white supremacy. You took, exactly. Mm. You took and it now, when yourself. white supremacy wants to burn you with that, mm. with that same mm-hmm. rod, mm-hmm. it's now yeah, people. It's now the black because it's always. I haven't seen. I I do you know what I can't say this mm. like with my whole chest. Mm. So like mm. I don't really see how Asian activism works as much as Black activism. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't follow Asian Twitter. I'm of sure course, Asian exactly. has a Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, same way true. Black people have mm, a Twitter. So I just feel like come and stick up for your people. Is I don't even know she Asian. Yeah, I think she is. She's like Asian. Yeah, yeah. So like they should be sticking up for their people. But again, they don't have the same pressures. As like black people Because economically Their community is a bit stronger yeah, So yeah. sometimes Racism goes They don't care Because they're just like Fuck it We make this money See mm-hmm. later yeah. you know, And they're usually Making money off our backs too So Because mm. I saw Kelechi's tweet And I was like Do you know what? I'm happy that she tweeted Because basically Kelechi said Like exactly yeah. what I said To yeah. Jez a few weeks ago yeah. Like actually I remember when you did that That and that yeah. And she was That nigga one was mm-hmm. Gunning for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it always And it's like I've seen a lot of people be like, um, of course, as you always do. Oh, black women are silent, or, or black Twitter, black Twitter silent on this. But you know what? I think people don't deep like literally in this country, four percent of us are black, mm-hmm. and like six to seven percent of us are Asian. Like, I don't think people really deep that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
them man could be causing a ruckus if they mm-hmm. really wanted to. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like you said, I don't really see it. Mm-hmm. I always feel like people turn to black people like, oh, why are you not saying anything on this issue? Yeah. And it's like... So, but Even then, with our 4%, do you know how much we do for yeah, the culture? Yeah, so much. Bow down, man. So much. <laughs> so much. Yes, it's that time. Okay. All right, lads, we're out. Uh, thank you, be so, yes. so, so thank you. Much. So Can you just much. let people like know where so to find much, you on man. social media as well? Um, it's at Bolane Tajidin mm-hmm. um, and at Black Blossoms with an extra S on the end. So that's on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. I'm so grateful to come onto this show. No, we've learned. So please thank do that so thread. Much. I will. Uh, what was the thread? Um, investing. investing. Yes, in Black please, Art. please. Yeah, I will. And um, thank you for inviting me on. Good luck no, for thank all you the shows. So much for coming. What's in the future? Oh. I, I really want you to do like more lectures. I want to come down to one. <sighs> We'll see. Damn. <laughs> Maybe a book. <gasps> yeah. A, a nice coffee style book. Definitely a book. Any publishers um, listening? Yeah. I've been talking to a few, okay. but we'll see. But um, I do want to do more creation, mm. styling. I want to do way more creative things. And, you know, art gallery. That's Amen. 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 Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye, lads. Have a blessed week. Bye. Bye.